0: After an absolutely wild finish in Atlanta, Cameron Dicker and Justin Herbert came up clutch and the Chargers escaped Atlanta with a win over the Falcons. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, And we've been covering the Chargers now together for six seasons. But this is our fifth season as a host of Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Well, thank you guys for making this your first listen after a wild finish that we all had to kind of sit through and just hang on for. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel if you haven't already. And make sure you're following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And David, I mean, I think we're at the point where the Chargers seasons, where You'll take it, right? The Chargers escape Atlanta with a 20 to 17 win. We both picked them to lose. They upset us, and it was a wild, wild sequence. To end that game, Cameron Dicker, their new kicker, comes up with the game winning quick kick. And we'll talk about that. But Justin Herbert, I thought, was excellent in this game as well. Leads a game tying and game winning drive at the end of the game. Uh, there was a lot in between that that we'll have to talk about. And then Josh Palmer, right? A redemption story as an interception basically on him after the ball bounces off his hands. He comes up huge on the last two drives for the Chargers. And on the very last drive, gets them in a very close field goal range, which they were not. Right. And then we'll also talk about the Chargers defense getting beat up a lot of the time, but making enough plays in the second half, getting them back into the game in the first half to get the win for the Chargers. But today's episode of Locked On Chargers is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is your daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. All right, David, well, we cover the Chargers, so we've seen wild finishes, but I don't think we've seen any like the one we saw at the end of the game against the Atlanta Falcons and the way the Chargers won. The Chargers have a great drive to come back and get into field goal range They get to around the 20, the 22 to be exact. And you're like, okay, I feel okay about this, even with a brand new kicker, and we'll see what happens, right? But then Austin Eckler does the one thing you can't do in that situation. He fumbles, fumbles lineman take on Graham, picks the ball up, and runs back, and as Justin Herbert is about to hit him, nobody touches him. He fumbles, gives the ball back to the Chargers. It's first down instead of fourth down because the other team had possessed it, and then the Chargers end up getting the ball back, get a big play to Josh Palmer, and kick the game-winning field goal. I mean, it felt like everything was over at that point, and somehow the Chargers found a way through
1: It's because Justin Herbert put the fear of God into him. He knew he was about to (laughs) run straight through him. No, I mean, massive fumble recovery there. I mean, yeah, and you can't have it. You can't have the fumble there by Austin Eckler, a guy who's really honestly very, very secure with the football. You You don't really see that a whole lot. And then in the one moment where you absolutely cannot have it, and the Chargers are driving, they're about to put the football game away, they fumble and then, By the grace of God, they're able to get the football back after some phantom fumble by Graham there. And then just the absolutely fantastic, beautiful connection from Herbert to Josh Palmer to get all those yards pretty much right back and put them in position to be able to give Dicker the kicker an opportunity to win the game.
0: One well, shout out to Dicker, man. I mean, ice in his veins for sure. To come into a new team like that, he hits the game tying thirty one yard field goal to tie it at seventeen. That was disappointing because the Chargers, you know, you felt like that was a big loss at that point. Yeah. But you get the tie game, and then he comes back. And I don't care how far it is, right? <laughs> Context matters. There's no easy field goal to win a game, right? I mean, the whole you know process has to go right. The snap, the hold, the kick. Every so many things can go wrong. It can oh, get yeah. blocked. So you can't take that for granted. I mean, shout out to Cameron Dicker, who played one game with the Eagles and had a go-ahead kick it late in the game for them, and then comes to the Chargers and has a game-winning kick. I mean, David, we've seen so many bad kickers for the Chargers, and then now we've seen you know Taylor Bertollet coming in and hitting his field goals in games when he needed to, and then now you have Cameron Dicker coming in. I mean, shout out to Dicker, the kicker, man. Like That is Whoa. a pretty good performance, no matter how far the field goals were.
1: Not only the kickers, but let's give some credit to the Chargers special team staff now, right? I mean, and and we have to. You absolutely have to give them a round of applause. The Chargers were notoriously atrocious on special teams the last several years. The Chargers make... A big change here bringing, uh, bringing in a new special teams coordinator and this entire unit is completely changed over. It is much, much better. It is an asset now and not a deterrent and that it was not always a given for the Chargers. So shout out to the Chargers special teams.
0: Yeah, not a given is definitely putting it mildly. But yeah, the Chargers special teams comes through again. Atlanta misses a field goal. Their old kicker, Young Wayku, misses a 50-yarder. Really that you know changes the entire game at that point. The oh, Chargers yeah. kicker. Makes his kicks. Dicker makes kicks, right, and that's what ended up winning the charge of this game. But it wouldn't have happened without Justin Herbert. And I mean, I looked at the box score after the game, and it just didn't seem like that was doing what Justin Herbert did in this game justice. Because yeah, he looked like old Justin Herbert. He looked like the Justin Herbert we've been covering right for the last two plus years now. And I thought he made some really incredible throws in this one. His pocket presence was amazing. I don't think he was sacked at all in this game, right? And that was a lot because of him, right, being oh, yeah. able to move Always. around and. and avoid the pressure he's a magician in the pocket there.
1: it's it's ridiculous
0: 100 percent. like some of the throws that he got off were, were insane i mean it goes down as 30 of 43 245 yards and one touchdown one interception it's not really great but then it's like the context matters right and other people are going to look at that and bash herbert and stuff like that and it's like okay well the interception was a tipped up ball of course the fourth time this year he's at a tip ball or something that he just can't that do anything hits, about
1: that hit josh ponger right in the hands Totally hit him I mean, right in
0: the hands hands off the face mask up in there. interception after that Khalil Mack grown man move, which we'll talk about later on They'll be the show. talking about that. But David, I mean, he deserves a ton of credit in this yep. game. Justin Herbert, you get the ball back. Nothing had been going right for them offensively. The offensive struggled again at the beginning of the game at the beginning of the third quarter. But when it mattered, Justin Herbert was coming through and he was making all the big throws to get down and get into field goal range for that game tying field goal. Right. And then he gets the chance with the ball in his hands to go end the game, put the team on his back and go get the Chargers a win, really steal a win for Atlanta. And he does it. He gets him. I mean, even after that fumble, right? That fumble lost them 20 yards of field position. Yeah. He comes right back. throws a laser to Josh Palmer, one of several just absolute dimes on the day. And yeah. they go ahead and win this game. And Justin Herbert deserves a lot of credit for it.
1: No Keenan Allen. No Mike Williams. Dude. No, no Rashawn Slater in this game. The Chargers and Justin Herbert did exactly what he needed to do, which was spread the football around to many different receivers. He connected on five different passes to five different receivers in this game. So he was spreading the wealth using all of the the weapons at his disposal (laughs) to get the ball down the field. And it was enough. He he looked a lot more comfortable. He looked a lot more healthy. You saw him run a little bit. Uh, You know, I think that, Justin Herbert, this is a big performance for him. Give him yeah. some, some good confidence that no matter who you give him, no matter the receivers, the running backs that are out there, he can make things happen and he can go out there and win a football game for you. I hope this puts a little bit more respect back on Justin Herbert's name.
0: Yeah. And I mean, his game looks completely different, right? If you don't have a big drop by Gerald Everett, a big drop no. by Josh Palmer that turns into an interception, a big drop by Austin Eckler on a screen pass where who knows where that one ends up, right? So that changes everything. It definitely changes the complexion of his game. But like to me, the last few games, he didn't seem right. It, it, he yeah. wasn't great in those games. To me, I didn't think there's much else he could have done than what he did. I thought he had one bad drive in the second half where he just seemed off. They took a random deep shot in double coverage. That wasn't great. But everything else for me i mean i thought he was pretty spot on i mean obviously I mean, a two couple of those bad drops, Daniel, we're
1: talking about 275 260 275 passing
0: easy 100 i mean that gerald everett one probably goes for at least 25 yards at i least. mean that was totally derailing with the a chance to really too. yeah i mean the screen to would have been nice too uh it just i mean and then obviously he doesn't have an interception on in his box score if yeah. josh palmer holds on to the football but justin herbert was great again the whatever i mean you said he was spreading it around i was just thinking yeah spreading it around to everything he has left because he yes, doesn't have exactly. anything really <laughs> offensively their skilled position department is just so ravaged with injuries right now and i didn't know how they were going to be able to do it in this game obviously i wasn't sure that the chargers defense would end up holding the falcons to less than 20 points right with a couple of things that went their way definitely towards the end of the game but i mean they did enough and I thought Josh Palmer in this game really stepped up when he had to, especially after having, you know, such a demoralizing play like he did to come back and really be wide receiver one for the Chargers. Like we were calling for him to be before the game, I thought was huge. And I don't think the Chargers win this game without it. mean, He did have the big drop, but he had a couple of big hits that he took in big time catches on the game tying drive and the game winning drive. So we'll talk about him stepping up as wide receiver one Deandre Carter, really having a sneaky good game, in my opinion. Is box score another thing where it's like the context matters? A lot of third and fourth down conversions by DeAndre Carter in this one, but still some things to iron out offensively. And then maybe the Chargers win this game convincingly. So we're going to get into that. And Josh Palmer's really nice performance. But first, I do have to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy site. And of course, I'm talking about Prize picks. What I love about Prize picks is you get to go just against Prize picks projections, right? You get to find the matchups that work great for you. And when you do that, you can pick two to five players. And if you win, you can win up to 10 times on your 10 times the money on your entry all you have to do is have those two to five guys go more than or less than their prize picks projections and you win and right now it's not too late to get your projections in and your picks in for the sunday night football game you also have monday night football tomorrow night and right now guys you can also just bet on other sports so you guys can use your prize picks projections for the nba mlb nhl golf mma and much more so if you're looking to find the projections where you get to go and handpick the ones that you want to go against you guys can win with PrizePix. All you have to do is download the PrizePix app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you put in $100, you will get $100 back. If you put in $50, you'll get $50. So don't forget to go and put the end promo code LOCKEDON in at signup for an instant deposit match up to $100. David, we talked about Justin Herber, and he definitely was clutch. Him and Dicker, the kicker, were both clutch at the end of the game. But so was Josh Palmer at the end of the game. I mean, his release on that final play to get those 22 yards, to get it down to the 21-yard line, I thought were really clutch in this game. And I just thought it was a really, really nice bounce-back performance because he had what felt like it was one of the things that was going to lose the Chargers the game. Khalil Mack strips, <laughs> literally strips Drake London and takes the ball right out of his hands gets the ball back to the 50 when the Chargers were really flailing in this game and it seemed like it was getting away from him. Josh Palmer drops the ball that he probably ends up getting a first down on, right? The Chargers maybe go down and get points. It turns into an interception. They can't capitalize on their own takeaway and they have a turnover of their own. But Josh Palmer comes back in this game, David, and really stepped up as wide receiver one in this one. I mean, he had a lot of backlash and I was saying, hey, it's time to live up to the hype, right? He goes, does what he does. Eight catches, 106 yards, a career high, averages 13.3 yards per catch. But the catches he had, I mean, I just think that even with that tipped interception, like there's no way to not feel good about Josh Palmer after this performance.
1: And you needed it. You absolutely had to have the big performance from Josh Palmer in this game. Like we talked about, no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. This was going to be the Josh Palmer show. This was going to be the big opportunity for him to be the number one guy, to be featured, to make the big catches, to be put in the spotlight situations on third down when you got to have it to move the chains. He did that repeatedly in this game. A big confidence-boosting performance by Josh Palmer, one you love to see, one that can reverberate and have some positive effects for this Chargers offense as we go along this season.
0: Yeah. And it's nice just because like when Keenan Allen went down the first time, right. And we knew, I mean, after week one, he's probably going to miss multiple weeks. We knew, Hey, there's this Josh Palmer guy who really, you know, we thought could have a big season, but not, might not see the targets that he would need yeah. to kind of show that. Right. And it's like, okay, perfect. You have the chance right now to step in for Keenan Allen and be that guy and be wide receiver two until he can get back and Mike Williams be wide receiver one. He didn't do it, right? He had one pretty good game and a blowout against the Jaguars. But besides that, he was very pedestrian and it just seemed like it was a bunch of puff pieces, right? And offseason hype that he wasn't living up to. And in this game, when they needed him to be wide receiver one, he was for most of the game. I mean, I thought, I mean, that. To get that 22-yard catch to set the field goal, who knows if Dicker makes it, right, if it's a farther field goal? And then a bunch of different yeah. things start going through your mind, right? On the game-tying drive, he has a 21-yarder where he jumps up inside the 10-yard line and the Chargers end up going backwards, but takes a big hit, makes that smacked. catch, gets a first and goal. I mean, that was huge. I mean, his route running was great, his releases – were really good. And he was getting open in big moments, kind of like DeAndre Carter. I thought yes. DeAndre Carter was a, a big time unsung hero in this one, because I mean, another guy where I look at the box score, I see five catches for 53 yards. And I'm like, that doesn't tell the whole story. Got the only fourth down conversion for the chargers. Yep. And to me, he played in that Keenan Allen role. He was Keenan yep. Allen in some places in this game. We're on third and fourth down. Justin Herbert was going to DeAndre Carter and they weren't a bunch of big catches, but they were big time catches where, I mean, there was at least two or three of those he's getting smoked as he's catching that ball in a tight window. Right. And he's holding on to it. The other one, crazy window, two defenders collide. He ends and a, up a laser
1: up, beam. Just yeah. A laser like beam another 15
0: yards after, after the catch on that one. Like I, I thought yeah. DeAndre Carter, right? Like is a guy that, Hey, if you didn't get to watch the game, you might think, Hey, okay. He had an okay game. He was really, really big for them in some big moments.
1: Palmer man great game great game by Palmer but a fantastic game by DeAndre Carter as well yeah definitely you know you don't see the big stat numbers there but when the Chargers needed him to show up that fourth down reception was big to move the chains to be able just to be able to and also you know, on special teams too, had a couple of good returns out a 16 punt, punt return as well so I mean it, on punt return he's been an asset kick return not not so much but we we knew this coming in you know he was going to be an asset as a a punt returner some big catches and remember this was a guy that you know we thought was going to be sprinkled in a little bit you know on offense you know maybe kind of be a little bit of a, a threat uh there as a gadget guy but no he's been a key member of this chargers wide receiver group and has made big catches for the chargers all season it's clear that he and justin herbert have a chemistry and a trust there and justin herbert's going to him and carter continues to convert
0: yeah and that big time return was on the last punt return that he had right to set the yeah. chargers up i mean starting out like the mid 30s as opposed to like your own 20 yard line is a big difference it's big in that part of the field so i think that was a great call on that i mean he has been good the chargers haven't had a punt return to really be an asset like that in a long right. time and he most importantly caught the ball right I mean one muff punt probably loses you that game straight up like that just is what it is but it wasn't all great for the Chargers offense and we still left a lot to be desired especially at the beginning of the first quarter and at the beginning of the third quarter again it sucks that it's the same story and I think that is something that has to be mentioned from this game because you start off with two three and outs right obviously brutal you have a tip pass on third down and that was frustrating because it was definitely a Oh, we know exactly what you're doing. It's third and three, and we know you're going to run stick, and we know you're going to do the short pass. Yeah. So all we have to do is wait a couple seconds before Justin Herbert throws it, and then we all jump. And somebody bats a ball down, right? So that was frustrating. You can't do that, right? And that gets you down in a 10-0 hole. It's not a sustainable model to keep <laughs> The Chargers have gotten down 10 points in four straight games, and they've won three of them. What it sense does sane. that make? It doesn't make no. any sense either way. Unsustainable. It was frustrating at the beginning, and I was, you know, yelling at Joe Lombardi and my TV and Justin Herber and the supporting cast. It they just, just got like that early- feeling like
1: it's just the same team. They made yeah. no adjustments. It was ugly. You're like, this is the way this is going to go, and that not only yeah. on defense they get the ball run down their throat, yeah. straight up we'll from the beginning of the first yeah. quarter to the end of the first quarter, got absolutely ran all over, and on offense you do nothing, and you're sitting there like. What does this team what did this team do for two weeks? Did they not do anything? But fortunately, it did not stay that way.
0: Yeah, of course, man. And you do, des- you know, the coaches app does deserve some blame for that. And to start off in yeah. a 10-0 hole when you've had a week, you know, two weeks to prepare for this team and for this game. Those are when the plays are scripted at the very beginning of the game. So for Joe Lombardi yeah. to come out, you know, and hey, maybe things are different if the ball doesn't get batted down, right? And maybe it's a well-orchestrated drive, doesn't matter. It just seems like to me. This team needs to try to get that first first down first because it feels like if they yeah. get that first first down, they're scoring points almost every yeah, single they time. Can kick it into gear. Or it's three and out. Like that's the only two things. It's totally feast or famine for this offense right, right now. And it was at the beginning of the game. And it just, to me, it's like, hey, You've been watching this, you know, Atlanta Falcons bad defense for 2 weeks. You should be coming out with like a 48 yard gain down the middle yeah. of the field. Like you should have some plays in your bag on those first two drives to get something going. And for the defense and the offense to come out looking that rusty, looking that unprepared and just getting beat up. It was a tough look. And then to start the second half, I mean, it was even worse. 3 straight drives, another 3 plus straight scoreless drive stretch for yeah, this Chargers punt, offense. Interception, punt, just ugly. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Punt, interception punt and like Especially when you can't take advantage of another turnover, right? And then it drops after that because yeah. it was an interception that was from a drop. There was the one bad drive I talked about with Justin Herbert where just things were not there. And then Gerald Everett, obviously, Joe Lombardi did the perfect thing. Come out oh, with yeah. a big play. He's not running mm-hmm. the ball on first yeah, down, coming a shot. out of halftime. He has a 25-yard shot play up the middle, catch and run with Gerald Everett, where he is literally the most open of any Chargers receiver all day long. Yeah, He drops it, bobbles it, drops it, and just totally erases what could have been a good drive and potentially the Chargers getting the Falcons out of their game plan early on, which is exactly what we wanted in the second Drops
1: and penalties. That's just what – it kills drives. And the the Chargers, honestly, were pretty darn good on third down in this game. They converted a 50% rate. So they they, they did really, really well. But that play right there was just so devastating because – you've been wanting to see the chargers take those shots and and really just just make them make them respect you make them respect yeah. your ability to do that they do it they dial it up it works perfectly except for you don't catch the football and it's just like how does this happen you got to complete that and that's not the first time it's happened this year unfortunately for uh for Everett so yeah. I mean it's you know he's gotta he's gotta have those if that if he has that play we're, we're probably talking about a completely different outcome here
0: maybe I mean we'll never know but at the same yeah. time though at least like you're set up for a good chance to get points coming out of halftime which is not a given for this Chargers team right. and this Chargers offense and that it does change the way you feel about the start of that second half for sure and it's just another brutal drop by him I mean that's a you know it was on first down but you know, then you're starting second 10, you're behind the sticks and the Chargers still should have picked it up after that. But like, yeah, you could have gotten going I and mean, you could have gotten that first, first down. And Gerald Everett, I thought was a little disappointing. He had a couple of good plays. Right. But I mean, when that's the thing you know most from this game is that big drop, that's obviously a, you know, a bad taste to leave in your mouth, but mm-hmm. it just feels like David, that this Chargers offense, like, Every game is two or three plays away from being a good offense. Like, it doesn't seem like it's very far away, but they just no. keep having these scoreless droughts. They keep having the tip passes or the drop balls or something that derails them. Shout and out then to you Isaiah Spiller, just, too, right? Yeah, I liked Isaiah Spiller a lot. We'll get into him tomorrow and buy ourselves too, because I really liked what I saw from Isaiah Spiller. He was the best Chargers running back running the football on Sunday against the Falcons. But we do have to talk a little bit about the defense, including one of the most grown man moves I've ever seen on a football field, Khalil Mack making his presence known. The man is an animal. So we'll talk about his big play in the Chargers defense, coming up with some timely big plays to do enough to get the Chargers a big win in this one. But I do need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.net. It's your number one source for all betting football and the start of the new basketball season as well. And the difference with Bet Online, the most places that you place your bets, is this is the number one stop for all of the information that you need to place your bets as well, which is very important. Do your homework, find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. One of the things I love about Bet Online. I'm a prop bet guy. For better or for worse, I love the prop bets. And no matter what you're looking at, if you're looking at you know, MMA fights and knockouts and will they finish the round or just in football, who's going to score a touchdown? You can find all the prop bets that you want at bet Online. That's where I'm spending my Sundays, watching seven hours of football and going on BetOnline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, David, the, de- the defense for the Chargers obviously was coming into this game giving up 27 points per game, 31st in the NFL. And one of the reasons that both of us picked the Chargers to lose this game was because of how bad their defense was been- had been, right? And also just yeah. knowing kind of like the Browns game, right? Where like we go into a feeling, like, okay, you're going up against a good rushing attack. I know the Falcons are going to get theirs on the ground. Can oh, they yeah. do enough to kind of win this game? And I think both times we kind of decided like maybe not, you know? And so the Chargers end up getting away – with some really tough moments of this game, right? Getting down 10-0, but they made enough plays. And I think that's kind of what we have to live with with this defense, right? Is, hey, they're going to bend sometimes. They're going to give up some yards. They're going to give up some points. Can they get the, the few key sacks? Can they get the key turnover that they need to turn the game around? And that, I mean, even though no points came out of it, though, it seemed like the Chargers defense did make a statement at the start of the second half when Khalil Mack, after the Chargers offense, couldn't do anything on their first drive man Drake London drops into coverage. It's like, okay, we're I'm, all right, whatever. We'll see what happens. Chips, Drake London. He ends up getting, making the catch inside the five yard line in the best way. David, to recover a fumble is if the fumble just never hits the ground. And that's exactly what happened because <laughs> Khalil Mack just ripped the ball out of Drake Lund's hand and never hit the ground. He runs it back almost to the 50-yard line. Him running with the ball in his hand was hilarious too. He just like had it out here. I'm like, oh, no. Like I thought the Taekwondo Graham thing was going to happen to Khalil Mack with him holding that ball out there like a loaf of bread. But what a play. I mean, Khalil Mack continues, you know, to pay dividends and, and prove the Chargers right on that trade because yes, the Chargers throw an interception right and they give it right back after that. But that was such a big play to me, such an awesome play by Khalil Mack.
1: The definition of taking candy from a baby was that play right. There Khalil Mack literally just went over, rips the ball right out of his hand, says, thank you very much, and proceeds to rumble 40 plus yards down the football field, dragging like six (laughs) Falcons with him. He is a monster. He has been fantastic for the Chargers. He has been a godsend. I mean, to be able to be here right now, to be playing the level of football that he's been playing week in and week out. Staying healthy, crossing their fingers here. Khalil Mack's been fantastic. He's been a revelation. Man, without Khalil Mack, this Chargers defense would look completely, completely different. You know, you don't even want to envision it. Just another example of how he makes his impact through a play like that. On this Chargers defense, it's just fantastic to watch him.
0: 100%. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about the Chargers' defensive struggles, David. I mean, giving up another, you know, 200-yard ground performance to the Falcons when obviously you knew Another
1: 40-plus yard run. Ugh.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, almost another big, long touchdown, too, that got called that back by Cordero Patterson. But, yeah, Tyler yeah. Algier totally tore them up. I, I mean, they, they got out physical and that's the worst way to do it because I think there's a lot of times this year where the Chargers weren't totally getting manhandled up front and they just kept not connecting on those big plays which is why without the big plays they're actually a decent run defense yeah. in this game they were getting blown off there were very clear lanes for the Falcons running backs to find and they end up giving up 5.7 yards per carry which is right around where their season averages. so I mean yeah. they're they're right on brand but besides that David I do think there's you know good points to focus on and to me it yeah. started in the first half when this game was going to get away from the Chargers Mm -hmm. right the Chargers are down 10-0 the Falcons get the ball back with a chance to go up 17-0 which is a deficit we've seen the Chargers face in the third quarter or first quarter very recently yep Drew Tranquil comes up with a huge third down sack and then on the next drive after the Chargers get back into it with a touchdown Derwin James coming out of the slot on the line of scrimmage ends up coming in for a great design sack. Untouched. And he got the Chargers back in the game. Let them retake the lead 14 to 10. So as many bad moments as there were, that was a key sequence for the Chargers because this one could have gotten away from them.
1: Hey, I, I said before this game, I wanted to see them use Drew Tranquil on the blitz. They did it. It just seems to work every single time. I don't know why they don't do it more. I know there's a lot of responsibilities for Drew Tranquil as the middle line, linebacker, but it just seems like every time he is sent after the quarterback, good things happen for this Chargers offense. Excuse me, this Chargers defense. Derwin James also coming through his yeah. third sack of the season. Those two guys just continuing to make plays week in and week out. And I mean, Jesus, if this continues for Drew Tranquil, the sides of the contract that he's about to sign, <laughs> hopefully by the Chargers. I mean, hopefully they don't let another yeah. good linebacker get away, but um, he's definitely earning it. He's earning his money. Uh Drew Tranquil, a fantastic performance. And really, he was the guy that changed the tempo of this football game for this Chargers defense. He took the momentum away from the Falcons, gave it back to the Chargers,
0: and <laughs> they did
1: some good things with
0: it. And unfortunately, he got absolutely truck sticked on the goal line. By yeah. Corderell Patterson. Now, that was that. brutal because he made the the right read. He got kind of got caught in between shuffles as he was kind of scraping a land, or you know down the line of scrimmage. He yeah. was kind of caught in between steps and couldn't really load up for it. But he had Cordero Patterson dead to rights. It would have brought mm-hmm. up a fourth down and goal. And yeah. we would have seen what the you know the Falcons would have done. They probably should have just ran it and got it anyways. But either way, Drew Tranquil made some great reads, had a couple tackles for loss in this game, I thought, had the big sack that really to help the chargers get back in this game without yeah. that sack. If he, if Marcus Mariota escapes right there, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. the Falcons might go down there and go up 17, nothing, because I mean, that was the one thing, even though the chargers pressure, you know, I thought was very calculated and it wasn't yeah. totally consistent throughout the entire game. Right. They did a really good job of keeping Marcus Mariota in the pocket. They did a really yeah, good job of kind of maintaining him and not letting him scramble and pick up some really big, you know, 20 yard gains, randomly on third down so i thought they made him uncomfortable enough the chargers did catch a break late in the game because what i thought won them the game late for the defense was the first down run stuff with 527 remaining in this game the falcons get the ball back in a tie game and it's like well the falcons team is a team that's built to run a six minute drill you know what i mean where they just totally milk the clock they run the ball right down your throat they set up a field goal. And they win the game. And Young Waku had been great pretty much all you know since he's been a Falcon. Yeah. On the very first play, the Chargers get a stuff and, and and hold them to a two yard gain. It brings up second and eight. Yeah. The Chargers get absolutely bailed out on second down. Kyle Pitts probably should have had a seventy five ish yard touchdown. Yeah. But the Chargers did enough to make Marcus Mariota in the pocket a little bit uncomfortable. I think if yeah. he's standing in a clean pocket right there, I think that's a hundred percent a touchdown. Marcus yeah. Mariota, when we were watching David, he. Has failed receivers deep. I, I mean, that's not oh, yeah. something he's just whiffing all the time on. I mean, no. He had a chance there, and that changes the game entirely. I get oh, it. Sure. I mean, the Chargers definitely got a little bit lucky there. But on third down, right there, David, third and eight to win the game, or you know, to give your chart the Chargers offense a chance to win the game. Derwin James is covering perfectly. It, the ball falls incomplete and the Chargers get the ball back. So again, this is a flawed defense. They got manhandled yeah. up front for a lot of this game. Yep. but there's ways they can still win with that. This is a defense that has to kind of play with a lead a little bit, right? This this mm. is kind of what the, the defense is there, and that plays more to their strengths. If they're down and you can just run against them, it's going to be easy. Oh, yeah. But right there, David, those two plays in the first half where you get the ball back, the Khalil Mack forced fumble where he sets the tone for the defense and says, hey, I'm not giving up inside the five-yard line. I'm going to take this ball away. You get yeah. the ball back to you know the offense with just over you know a few minutes left to play to go down and win the game. It's not perfect, David, but they did enough. And I think doing enough is kind of what we have to take at this point.
1: The Chargers are five and three. Despite how this game looked in the beginning, in the middle, at the end of this football <laughs> game, the Chargers were the winners. They had the most points when the clock struck triple zeros. They have improved to five and three. They are not four and four. That is a gigantic difference. It is. This win here has the ability to change the trajectory of their season. If they're able to get healthy, sitting at 5-3 and three puts you in a much better situation. You still have a little bit of an ugly stretch to go through, oh, yeah. but 5-3 definitely feels a thousand times better.
0: Yeah, I mean, the next couple games, you get the 49ers and the Chiefs. It's going to yeah. be tough. It, it can change again in a hurry. But this is what this team is. This team yeah. is going to have to scratch and claw and be flawed be fight. And, and find weird ways to win, like they did today. Chargers de- defense deserves, you know, some credit for only allowing seven points in the second half. You know, sure they do. did give up a, a they had a field goal that was missed against them, that obviously helps, but they did enough. And like I said, doing enough is going to have to be enough right now. And for Chargers fans out there, it's like, hey. You just got to find the enjoyable parts. This season already could have been a wreck with the injuries that they face with everything going on, bad play calling, bad defensive play calling, whatever. So much has gone wrong. This season could be over already feeling at this point, right? Now you're five and three with a chance to try to fight and claw your way to the playoffs. And I think even though you have Justin Herbert, who's playing with rib fractured cartilage and everything else, like you have to kind of be okay with that to a certain extent right now and just hope hey, maybe the Chargers can find a way to do it. That Atlanta Falcons team is not a terrible team, right? That's no, a decent not. team over there. It's not They're not that different from the Seahawks or the Jaguars or whoever else, right? Everyone's about the same. The Chargers are right in that mix and they're giving themselves a chance down the stretch, and we'll see what happens. That's kind of going to be the approach the rest of the way, David. But, hey, enjoy this one. A nice early game where the Chargers don't ruin your game. Ruin the rest of your Sunday at the very least, right? But we will be back with you guys tomorrow, as we always are, with our buy or sell after the Chargers game, getting into the biggest storylines, buying or selling those, and getting into the news that we get. Hopefully we get some good injury news on guys like Trey Pipkins from this game and Austin Johnson, both big-time contributors for the Chargers. But, to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure you're subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, like the video if you guys like the content as well. You can also find us on any podcast platform that you use, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We are free and available every day wherever you get your podcast from. We also post the show to all of our social media every day. You guys can find us on Twitter at LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeier on Twitter at Dro Talk SD. David Drogmeier's DMs are always open. You can also find us at Locked On Chargers on Instagram, and you can find our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys for making this your first listen on this post game show. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the, beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back here tomorrow with buy or sell, including. It's time for Isaiah Spiller to be featured a little bit more in this offense. And we'll get into that tomorrow. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.